Are we good? Yes. Yes. We are good. Yeah. I yep. think Will's. Are we good? Yeah, yeah, you might you might have to clap in my face if you. <laughs> 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 That'll come, come across really well on camera. <laughs> Abby was attacking him. <laughs> she kept slapping him. And he kept, kept thanking her. <laughs> I just said it, it was a weird dynamic. <laughs> Matt left the room. <laughs> there he is. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome to the Unsigned Podcast. We are joined by AB Violet and Will Poe. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast, Will. Thank you very much for coming in. Uh, no, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> uh, first time that I actually met you was at the Alex Francis gig at Old St Pancreas Church. That's right, yeah. That's the first time that I'd heard of you either. Well, you were supporting him and Celine Love that night, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How'd you right. find that? Yeah, it was amazing. Um, really enjoyed it, actually. Uh, it was sort of put together by a friend of mine, um, Kevin, who does the sound sniffer, and he'd managed to right. bring me in uh, on this on this um, sort of night that he was putting on. Um, and so I had like these sort of like string of shows that I'd, I'd sort of described as a bit of a tour, but right. uh, it was like the most sporadic random tour. <laughs> if you can world. highlight it as a story, yeah. that's good marketing, yeah. right? And then... Um, they all sort of culminated, or was supposed to culminate in that show at St Pancras. Oh, wow. So it was like a, yeah, it was a bit of a big deal for me. Yeah, it was yeah. a hell of a venue. Yeah, it was lovely. It was amazing. Great venue, great night. It was the first, yeah, so me and Lizzie went along because we had, we've had Alex Francis in the podcast studio a few weeks ago now. Oh, right. Quite a few weeks ago. But um, yeah, he came in and he actually performed on Monday and Lizzie went to that as well. I couldn't make it, but he was there with Giver Sunday. Oh yeah, as well. So he's uh, he's quite cool. You like him, don't you? I do. Yeah, back to dreaming of you. I played that so many times. Oh really? Yeah. It's a new favourite. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from Will Pope, of course. Obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what? Because we're doing so as part of Unsigned. We've also got Future Hits as well, which is our radio station. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're doing track of the year at the moment, aren't we? With our nominations closed tonight, and then we're going to shortlist them and put them up. Stormy Seas would feature on there. Oh, nice. But it came out last year, didn't it? Uh, yeah. Well, it came out in 2021. Yeah. yeah, yeah so Rehash is on there. Rehash is on there. Rehash will nice. be on there. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> but Stormy Seas, I'm saying, is one of my favourite ever songs. Yeah. I think we both oh, would have put it on there. Yeah, 100%. You actually yeah. said to me on the way here, didn't you? You were yeah. like, are you putting um, Will's song on there? And I was like, I can't really. Although you uploaded it to us this year. Yeah. Because it came out last year. I feel like it's cheating the system. Mm. Yeah, I, I was very much new to the the way of sort of releasing music. Yeah, <coughs> I was just sort of doing it all by myself, you know. Yeah, sort of without really having any idea about how how you're supposed to do it. <laughs> uh, Stormy Seas was part of like an album which I wrote during the lock. Well, I I I'd written it like the songs over a, a sort of two year period mm. prior to the 2021 release, and then. Um, yeah, Stormy Seas was the only one that really sort of gained some traction. So right. That Is that why that's the only one that's on Spotify? Yeah, yeah, right. that's right, yeah. And the album cover makes no sense with the title. <laughs> <laughs> it's called Stormy Seas, and there's like an old Chinese lady on the front with a duck. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be more like different, I guess. Yeah, you found you, you said yeah, mention the album. I found it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think as a whole project, it's absolutely stunning. I mean, Stormy Seas does stand out as an amazing single on its own, but I wa- did wonder why you took it down. It's like a whole story. Mm. Uh, I took it down because um, 
it doesn't really look good on Spotify to have like a you know a bunch of songs with less than a thousand streams, basically. Even <laughs> if you have one that has, <laughs> I'm not saying anything. Uh, <laughs> Just deactivate my account. Well, I'm will. I was going to thanks for your <laughs> 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 It's been a pleasure. Um, yeah, so I just I sort of just took it down because um, I thought it would fit being on SoundCloud and Bandcamp, but for what Spotify yeah. does in terms of like getting caught in the algorithms and sort of that all that stuff, I thought it was a good idea to take it down and uh, just sort of leave the you know the album there. And it's it's in my bio, so if you want to listen to the album, it's in my Spotify bio. It's just oh, the, band, okay. the Bandcamp link is there. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. You do didn't that. go very far, did you? Do it. I didn't do it. I re- do you know what? Right, I've even thought to myself when you uploaded Rehash, I was like, yes, it's like new music to listen to from mm. Will. Right, mm. I obviously didn't do my research enough, did I? <laughs> so I apologise. <laughs> I'll be certainly so listening to it. I promise you, because I'm a big fan of that. But there's some really different elements in the rest of that. Would you call it an EP or an owl? No, it's an EP. I don't. I don't really That's know. I, I just, just refer to it as a as, as a project. A bit of a project, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, what's it called? Burying Giants. Burying Giants. Burying yeah. Giants. There's a lot of different elements in there that you don't. Stormy seas and rehash. You've got the same sort of elements, hmm. but you're adding other things like d- ambient sounds and different outside. Have you got live stuff in there? Yes, I mean. Um, so I, I, uh, God, I'm thinking back now to when I started recording it. So I, I stayed in um, this kind of warehouse uh, in this uh, semi-soundproofed room. And like I said, I didn't know anything about recording or mixing or anything like that. So it was all just a, like, like a project, you know. I was just going to like force myself to learn <laughs> by doing it, basically. And... Um, yeah, uh, there's a there's a lot of like sounds in in that in that uh, sort of debut where it's just sort of noises, you know, like mm. like sort of echoes and sounds, and they're all just like reverbs in the warehouse, and like mm-hmm. there's a dawn chorus in it that's like the dawn chorus just outside the warehouse. It was it was done done in Finsby Park. Um, oh, fine. Yeah, I, I can't remember the you know I can't remember the name of the place that I stayed in. I haven't you know I wasn't living in London at the time that I w- when I went there. Um, and I haven't found it since. <laughs> maybe, so may, maybe it doesn't exist. Maybe <laughs> it's a pigment of your imagination. Maybe I just went completely mad. Yeah, I was in a field somewhere. That explains why you around. don't remember much of it. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a while ago, to be honest. Like mm. uh, the, the actual recording of it. Like, like I say, I was doing, it's done during lockdown, and you know, I think lockdown for all of us was just like a massive blur of like one True. very horrible long day. Groundhog Day. I was literally saying to Charlotte and the kids yesterday, it feels like it was a almost like a film that I'd watched as opposed Mm. to living through it. It feels like it was so long ago. It doesn't well I don't it doesn't even feel real now looking back. Yeah. We all have such like weird memories of it. Yeah. Actually. And like it's it's quite strange. I think yeah, so I think in a way that that debut the songs that were written on it were songs that I had written while living in Beijing the previous year. Mm. And I'd lived in China for about five years previous to to the pandemic Mm. um got caught up in you know the old panny d when i came back for that christmas in 2019 and i'd been sort of gigging and and sort of doing shows and stuff in the uh, weird and wonderful beijing music scene and all those songs that are on burying giants are from that time there so i think in a way like that project was a way of sort of escaping (laughs) yeah (laughs) i guess the the lockdown and stuff and trying to 
remake that yeah in 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 a way that felt authentic um but yeah it ends up coming out quite as a, as a whole project it, it ends up coming out sounding quite isolated and a bit strained at times i think which um you i know. wouldn't say strained hmm? i wouldn't say strained you wouldn't no i, I was, uh, yeah do you think you're getting that view of it because it's your work and you're more critical or got more of a critical eye on it maybe or i i yeah i'm a very very harsh critic right. with myself a lot of the time to be honest um but i think especially uh, to be honest with 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 bearing giants i had this awful feeling that i was going to do it and then five years later i was going to look back and be like oh my god i think everyone I? does that with everything though <laughs> yeah. don't they? but actually i like I, I mean i don't go back and listen to it but i'm really glad it's done mm. um it's allowed me to be able to move on to other things and to yeah. Um, sort of Helped focus on different things. Find your sound, really, I suppose, as well, because there was quite a bit of experiment experimentation overall. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, especially with like the producing side of things as well. Like, I didn't have another first thing about producing before I started doing it. So, you know, there were some that landed, like Stormy Seas, and there were some that that didn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, yeah. For lack of a better way of saying it. What took you to China originally, then? Um, I guess I, w I went there because um, while I was at university, mm. I went on a sort of solo traveling thing. Uh, over the summer, I I went to Kenya mm -hmm. uh, on an NGO project and lived with um, a Maasai tribe for like a few months. Wow. And cool. it was like a really amazing experience, really sort of jumping in the deep end kind of experience as well mm. in terms of traveling. I'd, could have just gone to Spain, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but decided to go to the Masai Mara, you know. Um, and so I think China was a bit of an extension of that experience. Right. It, was, it was another sort of as far away as you can go sort yeah. of thing. And um, I did the whole TEFL thing. And, you know, obviously, uh -huh. like, China is just the biggest one in TEFL, you know. Like, you will just get a job tomorrow we if you TEFL? wanted to. Hmm? You got TEFL? Teaching English as a foreign language. Cool, thanks. Yeah, yeah sorry. Yeah, yeah, teaching English as a foreign language. That's right, yeah. Lee, I'm like, <laughs> Tefl. I think I've got a pan made by Tefl. <laughs> <laughs> it's Teflon, oh, isn't it? Teflon. Yeah, we're over no, selling Teflon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was a salesman selling, selling Tupperware and polystyrene. It gets you, takes you places. Yeah, cool. <laughs> no, for next time, thanks. <laughs> That's cool, though, to do that. So then you stayed there for five, you said five years, is that? Five years. Oh, yeah. wow. How's it then coming back to? So, you said, did you come back in 2019 just for Christmas, or were you back because the pandemic sort of hit, and then you thought I better go home? Or how did that? What happened there? So there was, a, I mean, there was some, there was a lot of stuff going on really with right. what brought me back, um, and the pandemic was was part of it. Um, I'd been on like a, I'd been on a trip in the in the summer of 2019 through from beijing down to hong kong mm. i went on there like bullet trains that go like super fast and you can get down to hong kong in like eight hours it's wow. like going from like london to morocco you know Blimey. in terms of like distance it's yeah. like a crazy distance um and i stopped off in a bunch of places on the way down one of the places i stopped off was wuhan mm. where oh wow ye old covid that originated. um and i remember like like getting really sick actually like in 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 the summer um 
and and just being like, oh, I can't smell anything. What's going on? <laughs> and then um, like towards, I mean, I could be just like embellishing the memory now because you know <laughs> I've had COVID a couple times and like I always look back on it and I'm like, did I actually have it? I might have. Um, but yeah, I think it was like in December time. I you know I was coming back for Christmas anyway, and then there was some rumblings going on like so this is SARS part two yeah. sort of thing like yeah. in China everyone was like well, something's happening and then I came back and then by the time I came back there was this sort of mad rush of friends who had all come back for the Christmas period and were like oh we need to get back now if we are going to get back because yeah. locked down and I just thought I'd rather not go back and get locked down yeah, yeah, <laughs> you of course, know? yeah. and there was some other reasons too as well like personal reasons of wanting to sort of stay with family and yeah. stuff and uh well, five years away from home is a hell of a long time. Yeah, it? yeah. And I mean, I would come back like at times, but again, like it is really far away. Yeah. And uh, my, I've actually got a brother out there as well uh, who lives in Japan. Right. Um, so, you know, I'd sort of see him, but like, yeah, in terms of like distance from family, it was like massive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it was nice to come back. And then, you know, by the time China had lifted its lockdown, we were in lockdown number six or whichever one it was <laughs> you know yeah. yeah and it's still i mean even in the news now it's still not dealt yeah with it. like it's still there's loads of protests over there at the moment isn't there yeah. i saw like a journalist from bbc got arrested the other day yeah. because they mistook her for a protester yeah yeah they're Mad. apparently their their reasoning or at least so, so i've heard their reasoning was is that they they didn't want her to get covid or oh. them to get COVID. So they nice arrested them. So they beat them and arrested them. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just Having COVID. It's crazy times. Crazy times. That's mad, isn't it? Mm. Well, luckily, we're so, well, through the other side of that now. Mm. So when we got out of that and you got into gigging again, how did you find it getting back into the London scene rather than the Beijing scene in gigging? Um, it was actually incredibly hard um, because I moved down here like mid-pandemic there wasn't a lot going on mm. and it was just a ghost town and there was no music industry. Right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. at least in terms of like entering it, there was no way of getting in. Like it felt like everyone had, everyone had like a, their, their people. Mm. And if they were in the industry and they were, they were sort of all helping each other out and help, as in like trying to get into it was, yeah. was very, very hard. So like, um, there wasn't really any open mics or gigs or things like that. And I eventually ended up uh, doing like these uh, gigs down in this um, burger restaurant. <laughs> right. Where was that? Uh, it was down down near Green Lanes. Oh, okay. Um, they were super nice. They were really friendly, really nice. But like, I just felt like so like not the right guy that they wanted. You know, they want someone to just sing like Country Road and Hotel yeah, California yeah, yeah. and I'm there like singing my sad pony folk songs. And everyone's <laughs> like, I just want, came here for a beer. You know, like there's this guy bringing me down, you know. Um, but yeah, no, since then I've, you know, it's just been a slow process, but it is, isn't it? It's always a slow yeah. process. Like it's always like you meet someone and then you meet somebody else and it all just, it just takes time. It always does. Yeah, it does take time. I think that seeing you, I mean, Seeing you at St Pancreas, you definitely got, um, when I saw you playing, it was almost like, now I'm not a musician. I've never been a musician. I'm surrounded by musicians and I'm not one. I can talk about it, but that's about it. But the way in which you were playing your guitar, it was almost like you had two instruments, 
like I the way you were playing it, I can't describe. I remember saying to you, it yeah, almost sounded fangirling over you a little bit. Oh well, yeah, I was a little <laughs> bit. Yeah. I had a hat on earlier, like a beanie. She went, "Oh, you will look like Will." <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was like you had like two instruments. The way you were playing it, I, I can't even describe how you were doing it. But it sounded like you had a, a backing with you. Twiddly and the plucky. Oh, that's not Over how I... Don't <laughs> show me up. <laughs> I mean, that's essentially all the technique is. It's just there's there there's the go. bass line and there's like a melodic line and, it, and you just sort of like do both. Just it, do both. Mm. <laughs> just do both. Well, do you know what I mean? Amazing, isn't it? Just, <laughs> just do, both. do both. Just do both. <laughs> not many people can do both, Will. No. I mean, a lot of guitar isn't as melodic, I suppose, as yours, yours is in your music. I guess it, yeah. I mean, I guess it's the the sort of style of guitar that I that I try to like, sort of um, what's the word? Emulate. Is that emulate. That called? was the word I was going for. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah, that's the. So I li- I listened to a lot of um, Nick Drake and stuff like growing up, like right. know, folky stuff, like finger picky, and you. I think you sort of hear that in the sort of crunchy finger style, but uh, not as bluesy, I guess. Um, I think you can hear bluesy influences for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you Especially go. Especially in the harmonies as well. <laughs> so it's obviously coming out elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, um, I guess recently I've been listening to a lot of Chet Atkins, and I think right. that's really helped with the sort of bass line, melodic line. You know, trying yeah. to do both and doing something sort of interesting on both, rather than having a very simple bass line with intricate. Bits twiddly bits. Yeah. <laughs> yes. See, it was a good word. Yeah, it is exactly what I do. Really. I, just, <laughs> I just, I, I describe it as noodling. I just noodle. Noodling. <laughs> You're also a bit of a stand-up comedian. I remember from that night as well. Oh God. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just got it in my head. I, I'm really bad at like the sort of rapport as something I'm like still learning to do. I don't like, think so. Sort of like in you, between... had, you had like, you were talking to the crowd like when yeah. we were, when you in between like songs and tuning and changing instruments and stuff like that, mm. like you held the crowd. Yeah. Well, um, it's something that I, I, I'm probably like, it's one of the things I'm least comfortable with. Right. Is because I feel like when you're playing an instrument, you've kind of got this thing in front of you. Mm. Even when you're singing, you've still got a thing in front of you separating right. you from the audience. But when it's just, you and the audience, all of a sudden, I'm like, uh. so sometimes I, I, I feel a bit sort of nervous and I don't really know what to say and I, I get, you know. And, um, yeah, so I decided <laughs> that it would be a really good idea. Did you prepare just, stuff? If I just had a bunch of really corny jokes. <laughs> they're, they're like, I seriously try to remember them because my daughter, right, she's 10 years old, she loves, she's, I don't think she loves them, but she likes she likes dad jokes. Oh right? right, yeah. So I even started following like a Twitter account that just does dad jokes, <laughs> just so I could tell her some. But yours on the night, I was like, I got to remember those. And I got home and I said to Lizzie, I was like, oh, I fucking forgot them. <laughs> but so can you remind us? <laughs> yeah, have you got I one? I, I can't remember. I think. Oh god. I mean, they were corny. They were extremely. So they're kind of like laughing, but also like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but it was brilliant. But if you're looking for like when it's when you're so both of you are solo artists, right? Mm. So when you have got that, when you have got time in between songs, if you're not going from one song straight into another, or if you're playing an instrument, and you've got to tune it. It can I can imagine it's quite difficult to sort of do the sort of interlude, if you like, between the songs. So yeah. and it's to good to have something. Uh, to, yeah, and to and to have it be sort of unique. I guess in a way as well because yeah. you want to get like your your character or personality across as well you don't just want to be super 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 polite because people are going to be like 
this is a bit awkward. Yeah, <laughs> but I think on that night, so you and Celine had very different um, ways of speaking to the crowd. She was very, she was quite polished in what she was doing, but she was talk, she was literally talking about. Um, what every single. So this is my next song, and this is inspired by. Me. Were you there? <laughs> it's no, ba- it was basically like that. No, She's great. Tragic. She's great, but it was a lot of talking in regards to like introducing the track, what the inspiration <laughs> come from, and all that. And it was, and it was lovely. But I also had to catch a train. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> I was a bit. <laughs> I was looking at Lizzie. I was like, oh, I can't. Like, I need to like. But yeah, but I think you dealt with it very well. Well, thanks. Yeah, I'll stay for the dad jokes. <laughs> yeah, stay for the dad jokes. Well, was right, all, you were on first as well, weren't you? So you got, I think it was, you know, it was good to, it was a good way to break the crowd in, not only because Will's a fantastic musician, but the dad jokes made people. Dad jokes are always a plus. Oh, 100%. <laughs> what are you going to say? <laughs> are they? Yeah. Okay. It could break the silence, can't it? It can engage people. It's good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, I've got I've got a quite a strange sense of humour, so it was either going to be like really sort of silly, corny dad jokes, or it was going to be quite dark and deadpan, and I'd prefer <laughs> yeah, it to be. Yeah, dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Especially being in a church as well, I didn't want to. Being in a church, <laughs> playing quite sad songs, and then doing that. People come up to you, are you all right, mate? <laughs> <laughs> so what other, so we when we were talking a little bit earlier before we came on pod, you were talking about doing the Islington Radio uh, festival, mm. which you done uh, back in is that September time, wasn't it? Around then, I can't remember. We'll say September. Then we'll say September. Uh, <laughs> um, but what other events have you done in the last few months, well, or over the course of this year, in fact? Well, I mean, I did a bit of a, a sort of self-organized UK tour, and so I went to a bunch of places. I went to uh, Newport. So which Newport? F- folk capital of the UK. <laughs> Which Newport? <laughs> uh, in Wales. Oh, right. Okay, cool. Because um, there's Newport Isle of Wight as well, isn't there? Is there? I'm sure there is. It's the second folk capital. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so I went I went there. I went to Bradford. I went to Leeds. I went to Sheffield. I went to a bunch of, a bunch of places. I oh, can't wow. remember. But I, like, I tried to get out as much as I could. And I've played all over London, I feel like, at this point. Like, I've done, like, a lot of different places. I mean, there's still tons more to do. Yeah. Right? And there's loads of venues I would love to play at um, uh, that I haven't yet um, but yeah I mean I, I would struggle to sort of recall everything that I've done this year I feel like I've done like a lot of that yeah um, so maybe next next year I'm hoping that I'm just gonna maybe just have a handful of things mm-hmm. uh, rather than trying to you know do too much do too much which is what I feel like I ended up doing in a way yeah, it's interesting because I've had that conversation with a few artists. Um, I, like leading towards Christmas and the end of this year, you look back and you go, I've done like low boy, not me, but the people I've spoken to, I've done so many gigs, but I don't feel like I've achieved a lot as such. Mm. Like when they look at, like uh, with bands that I'm dealing with, it's a case that, right, we're going to take a bit of a break, concentrate on writing and recording, and then come back when we're leading into the summer and then mm. start trying to hit the festival season harder and stuff like that. Whereas rather than just saying yes to every gig, being more selective and trying to create a bit more of a plan. Yeah, yeah. I felt like for me that there wasn't really any plan. It was just like wherever I can get in, basically. Yeah. And that's you know I, I can't I can't see that changing either. Like I can it it was it will probably still be something similar to that. Yeah. You know it'll be a case of just sort of sending out two hundred and fifty emails and getting ten back and then right. doing those. <laughs> yeah. Know? Yeah. But um, is that how the gigs work for you then at the moment, or have you put on your own events, or is it always going towards venues and promoters trying to get on a bill? 
Uh, it's, yeah, so it's o- always been trying to get onto something. I've never right. actually organized anything myself. Right. Maybe that's something to do. Yeah, maybe yeah. that could be on the bucket list for 2023. Yeah. Is that yeah. a bucket list? Not really, is it? A goal. Yeah. A goal for 2023. <clears throat> yeah. Bu- bucket list is a bit dramatic. Yeah, that's why I thought. <laughs> Before I, I die. die. Yeah, I, did, that's why I, I didn't want I changed it very quickly after realising <laughs> I said that. But you have got something coming up before the end of 2022, haven't you? Yeah, I've, well, I've just released a single uh, called Rehash, which came out like, like maybe last week or something. Uh, the 18th so, of November. Yeah. And I've got another song that's coming out on the 16th of December called Punchline, which I'm excited about. Yeah, I noticed you changed your, I'm not stalking you, right? <laughs> it, sounds a bit, it sounds like I am a bit. Clearly not, because you didn't find the whole other No, you're right. Song, you know, I was just, just no. songs. But I did go on your Instagram, and you've stripped back, unless I missed something, but I'm sure you stripped back a lot of your Instagram photos, and you've only got like three photos on there that look like one. Is that for the release? Is that like a build-up for that? Yeah, so uh, I was working with um, a friend of mine uh, who's an artist called Steve Chapman, who goes by Steve XO as an artist, and he's done some incredible artwork for Mm. Punchline. And what we've ended up with are two really detailed uh, images um, that we're using, and that's basically what is slowly being sort of posted on Instagram at the moment. Right, okay. Three at the bottom, and there's going to be six more of those and they're coming out daily and right. each one's just going to have like some of the lyrics from the song and eventually what's going to happen is, is it's going to you're going to have like a long sort of uh, a big picture <laughs> that makes sense yeah. <laughs> trying to think of a word and then I was like I'm not going to say tapestry like because <laughs> it's not you know? mosaic, mosaic. <laughs> yeah. yeah that's what I went yeah mosaic there we go yeah that's cool though yeah no I'm I, it's it's so nice and he's done a really remarkable job with it mm. and yeah no it's 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 perfect and I'm a big fan of his his art anyway so yeah. it's nice to see um, punchline and my, just just my music in general, sort of like mixing with what he does. Like it just feels like a, what what has come out of that has actually been really uh, inspiring, actually to see. Nice. And um, rehash uh, the rehash promotion was slightly different because it was rehash I wrote while being in Beijing. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be on Burying Giants and never ended up on there. Partly because I could never figure out how to work the mix, right? right. And so that would just took longer. And um, what I did for that one is that I took like lots of old footage from Beijing, um, from friends who I knew back there. Was st- some of them still there now? Uh, photos and little videos and snippets, and I mashed them together with um, speeches and stand-ups and interviews with people who I was sort of watching or listening to. A lot at the time that I was there. So there's right. like some, well, there's like a George Carlin one, there's a Adam Curtis one, and there's a, uh, I forget, but there's a, a bunch. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so they're just, they're just very, very different promotions, I guess yeah. is what I'm trying to say. They're very different campaigns. And so I kind of feel like when Punchline is coming out, I just want it to just be that picture. Because yeah. I think it's it's enough. It's more than oh, enough. Really. And you're kind of teasing it in as well, aren't you, day by day? That's it, yeah. That's it. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Stay tuned. Like, yeah. That's right. Sounds like you take the art behind it all very seriously. Just and the promotion. Yeah. 
do I? Well, <laughs> well the thing is, right, you've got a plan, haven't you? And you've got an action plan that you've set out. You said for Love your last sing- for your last single, it was a case of getting all the footage, and then in this one, you've got the artwork. Mm. That's like and to to strip out all of. I mean, I'm not sure how big your Instagram was prior to making the decision to strip it and then doing this promo. Mm. But to get rid of all your photos on Instagram could be quite a thing for some people to strip everything out and start essentially start again. Um, so, yeah, I think that's taking it very seriously, getting the promotion right. Not a lot of artists and bands necessarily have a quite as decisive plan as you. I mean, um, I haven't actually take deleted any of the previous posts. They're all just archived. Uh, <laughs> <smoke and> mirrors. <laughs> That makes more sense. Yeah. So, I mean, it could just be sort of brought back out as and when. Right. Okay. Um, but uh, I, I guess it's just for different things, really. I mean, when I was doing my quote unquote tour of the UK, like mm. I, uh, I had lots of videos of me performing live. Yeah. Right. And, oh, thank you for this venue and thank you to that venue. You know, lots of this. But that's not really, I hate to use the word relevant because it sounds a bit strong but like when I'm releasing something new I don't want to be recalling back to something else I want it to just be about this new thing that's coming out that makes sense yeah Um, but yeah that's good I think that's quite good advice for people looking to do some sort of promo I mean I've got so on the so on my personal page I've got a lot of like well lots of different stuff on there because I started it when I wasn't trying to be a presenter and stuff so there's a lot of older stuff on there with Unsigned, it is especially, well, it's obviously all of this stuff, all the podcast, the radio show and all that. And on Future Hits, it's everyone's shows, isn't it, really? Yeah. So that's all pretty good. But I think from an artist perspective or a, like a band or whatever, that's a, it's a good tip that you've just given. Archive it and then you can do your promo <coughs> for your next single. What? Why do I get a cough every time I come here? I don't know. It's because um, you're drinking Lucasade. Mm. We're getting coffee in the rank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we can go. We're going to get coffee in a minute. With the um, with Punchline, what was the inspiration behind that? You said you wrote it in Beijing. But uh, was it about living there? or? Um, yeah, so I, um, Punchline, I don't actually really know where Punchline <laughs> came from. Um, I had the lyrics written down. Um, and I have like a, a bunch of notebooks. Um, like... I don't know how many and they're just like filled with pages and pages of lyrics and pages and pages of tabs and Mm. chords and all the rest of it, you know, and um, punchline was always just written in, in each book. And I just, it just never really went into anything. And then it sort of, I had like a really simple way because I'm a solo act. Like I I tend to try and always have something sort of intricate and different going on with the guitar. But with this one, it's very stripped back. It's very simple. It's just, percussive really mm. um, and um, adding the nylon acoustic and the banjo in in the in the song that's about to come out yeah like helped to sort of give it more of a body to the to the sound of the song I don't really know where it came from to be quite honest with you um, right. but you know Ti- timing wise <laughs> it's quite brave to bring it out so close to Christmas as well was that um, what was the thinking behind that I mean it's a Christmas song but that'll help no <laughs> <laughs> a christmas banger uh yeah i didn't really think about it (laughs) (laughs) 
maybe, maybe I shouldn't. Maybe I shouldn't do it. <laughs> Pull it. Get all the artwork down. That's it, yeah. Get the icon. I need to talk to Steve. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me this before? <laughs> Matt's advice to literally everyone at the minute is, can you add some jingle bells? No, <laughs> right. There's not enough cowbell. <laughs> Seriously, right. So I had a track sent to me, um, and I, I literally said, when, when are you releasing this? And they were like, oh, we're going to release it... Um, on the 2nd of December and I went oh right I said it's it's not a Christmas song is it and they were like no and I was like it could be <laughs> <laughs> it could be because it was like it's yeah it could be E17 did it didn't they that wasn't a Christmas song shove some sleigh bells on them give them my coat and then put some snow that's, on them that's the way around it just do the music video you're good, then you're good stay <laughs> You want to be in it? There's a vacuum dancer, don't you? Yeah. Little beanie hat on. Can That's be in it. it? Is exactly. That right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm in. I'm in. Get Solid. Gabrielle along. <laughs> Was she in that? A different song. <laughs> different song. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> right. What we're gonna do? We have a quick break. We we'll go get a coffee, and then we'll come back for section two, where we do your dream gig. Lovely. Lovely. Right. See you in section two. Hi. This is Eliza May, and you're watching the Unsigned Podcast. <laughs> Hi everyone, welcome back to the Unsigned Podcast. We're joined by Will Pope, AB Violet, producer Ian is here and we're going to do your dream gig now, Will. But first of all, you were telling us ever so slightly before we told you to shut up before we started recording <laughs> uh, about when you were doing the Burying Giants. Well, I was just saying, um, I, I tried to treat a room. I tried to sort of do it myself and I yeah. did an absolutely appalling job. Oh. And I like sawed up the pieces of a bed frame and tried to basically create these little uh, sort of... Um, what do you call them? Oh, Joe, I've ordered this, literally ordered the same one. What are they actually called? Soundproof panels? Soundproof Is that the right? Panels, something like that. Acoustic uh, panels. Acoustic panels, that's correct, um, yeah. And it basically just got lots of loft insulation, filled them in like plastic bags, and then like wrapped it inside this weird frame. It was like these horrible, unsightly, really heavy things, just giant, hideous squares. Right. That I just sort of hung on walls. Didn't do a thing. I was going to say, if it does oh. a job, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> no, it didn't even do a thing. I mean, I thought maybe it would do something, but. We've had this conversation, though, haven't we? We've said, like, what's the weirdest thing that you've had to do to record <laughs> vocals or something like that? Mm. Like, it was bed covers, right? Yeah, duvet yeah. or a small cupboard uh, with towels and blankets and stuff That's, in it. Yeah, the I did that. Yeah. Yes, in, my, in my apartment, actually, in, in, in uh, Turnpike Lane, we, uh, we have this, like, tiny little space corridor between, like, a bike room, I guess. It's where I do a lot of my music stuff, and then the living room. And there's like a door there and a door there. And I would drag the cupboard into this <laughs> tiny little space. And I would literally, I would not be able to move like more than this. Yeah. And um, I would, uh, I'd, I'd have like my duvet and then the spare duvet and then all the wet towels <laughs> behind me. And I, I, there was many times I was doing that. And, you know, you get on like the 50th take and you still haven't got it. And I'm just like, what am I doing? <laughs> Put it back. Tidy up. <laughs> Do something else. <laughs> oh, we've all done it, though. Yeah. I mean, mine isn't recording vocals. It's recording radio when we've had to do it in lockdown and stuff like that. Like, I'm quite lucky now. I've got my own sort of set up at home in a bit of a studio and that, which is great. But I did actually have a ply box that I would say I built, but I'm not handy. So I had someone, a, a better man, build it for me. And it was about this big. It wasn't him. (laughs) 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 Um, A a box about this big, and then my wife put audio foam all the way in it for me, and then I'd literally get, it was big enough that I could put everything in it like this and just sit there and record my radio show. 
brilliant it was. That's, that sounds great, actually. It was just, couldn't move it. Very, I was sitting in a freezing cold garage, though. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that's it, isn't it? That's yeah, it, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. you know, you got to do what you got to do. That's right, it. we are going to now do your dream gig. So um, I trust that you thought about this during the break. Yeah, I mean, I did. I mean, we, we were talking about it a little, weren't we? And um... what? <laughs> I don't know. You said you two were talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> there was some prep done. Okay, fine. Well, yeah, because I mean, these these sorts of questions, these sort of hypotheticals, like I, I struggle with them because right. I, there's just so many that I would want to do and then so many that I would want to do, but would also be terrified having to do, you know right. what I mean? But it doesn't mean I don't want to do them. But yeah, then it's yeah. like, you know, I have to and I just overthink it massively because I'm like, OK, well, think about the thing that you could potentially do in 12 months. Don't think about the thing that you wished you could do in 10 years or something. You know? Right. Um so I guess uh, we we had a little bit of a chat about it, and there's a there's a venue in Beijing that I saw some incredible bands in. Um, Beijing does it gets a really strange sort of mixture of bands coming in mm. for obvious reasons, and um, there's this one venue called Tango, that's a stone's throw from this place called Lama Temple, right? Which was like one of my favorite places to hang out um, when I lived there. It's next to this um, little alleyway called Wudaoying. Um, and I would always go down there and chill with friends and stuff. And like just across the road, there's this massive venue called Tango, and I saw Explosions in the Sky there. I saw um, the Mali band Teneruin there. Um, I, there's just tons, like Emancipator, the DJ, went there. Um, but like I say, just like really interesting bands that you wouldn't yeah. think would tour in Beijing, but they do. Mm. And... Um, yeah, I would just I'd love to go there. That would be so tango would be your dream venue. Tango, tango. but What's I won't be I won't be doing any tangoing. Oh, unfortunately. <laughs> I mean, maybe I could. Maybe I could do I'd, that in the interlude, won't you? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'd cut the dad jokes out and just invite don't, someone don't onto the audience the jo- and then. And <laughs> um, so, what we do as part of the dream gig, you can have three artists. It includes you, and then you've got mm. your headliner, your main support, and your opener. You can feature anywhere on the bill. Who would you like to be at your dream gig and who is fitting where on the lineup? Right. Um, if you want to do, if you want to like um, sort of uh, reduce the window, mm. if you want, because uh, I, I feel like you're over, you're thinking 10 years or you said a minute ago, 10 years or a year or whatever. Mm. You can reduce it down into people that you sort of know now if you wanted to, or mm. you can go big with it, but I don't want to overwhelm you. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I guess uh, keeping it in the, the sort of China context, I guess, um, if I was performing in tango, mm. <laughs> I would like to uh, perform alongside some bands that I saw there. And there's a there's a guy called, um, and I'm going to butcher his name, but um, he's called Su Zhe Su. Okay. And his, um, he's got a band called Su and the Paramecia. And I saw his performance. He held a secret gig um, during the 25th anniversary. Was it the 25th? Or was it the 20th anniversary of Tiananmen Square? Right. And Chinese, that's called um, Six Four. Um, I think. Uh, yeah. Um, or was yeah, that just fo- the rhythm he played? Yeah. Well, no, no. But this is this is it. This, this is it. This is it. Right. So we we went there, and obviously hush hush with things like that you can't talk about it openly Mm. um and there was obviously a lot of big military presence and things like that like sort of cracking down on things like during the time that that was going on and um 
sorry. <laughs> That's probably all your text coming through. Like, let us in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was Rob Jackson. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, Will. That's no, all right. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, to to finish this story off, basically, he got half the room to to do a six four clap. He did six on one side, four on the other side, right. and obviously, it was an amazing experience to see that. Mm-hmm. And the way he held an audience, and he, he's just an incredible musician himself. And yeah, no, I'd love to perform alongside him. I guess like I'd open for him. Oh wow! Because um, he's much better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it. Uh, no, he's incredible. He's really, really good. And um, he's yeah. I, he's one of these sort of like you've never heard of him before because I'd, I'd never heard of him before mm. a friend of mine was like oh a friend of mine's doing this show and I was like I was expecting it to be like your your mates in a band do you yeah, know what I mean yeah. you get there and it's it's good but it's not like blowing the roof off but mm. that was that as good as it gets that was as good as it gets so is he headlining or yeah he would be headlining okay cool yeah. So if I don't think he's ever played tango <laughs> <laughs> saying this now but maybe, maybe he has I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I guess, like, you could go... I mean, I was, we were mentioned talking about the band Chai. Mm-hmm. You know, do you know them? No. Japanese Japanese group. Uh, they've got a great song called Donuts Mind If I Do. And they're extremely positive. Like, very, very just sort of over-the-top positive in the music. And it's very also right. quite aggressive. In the, and the music is really interesting as well, like... Huge fan of them. They haven't done any... I don't think they've toured Europe. I think they do tours in Japan and Asia and, 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 uh, and the United States, but I don't think they do much else. Right. Um, so I would love to... Maybe maybe they can finish the night off because I, I come on, I play my Sad Pony folk songs and then Sue comes on and he plays his Sad <laughs> Pony folk songs. <laughs> and then Chai come on and then it was like, hey! Yeah. And naturally you would have to introduce them because that's almost a dad joke. Well, yeah, exactly. So. I could, yeah, put on my most miserable face, the most deadpan <laughs> delivery. Don't mind if I do. I don't really, <laughs> I don't really get these guys, but they're on next. That almost sounds like Jack D. <laughs> very good. I think that is obviously a very original lineup. We've never had that. I think you're far too cultured. For yeah. Us. <laughs> yeah. Probably. Don't know, what are you trying to say? Yeah, definitely original. Um. Right, what would be your cover track? Would you do, do you do, I don't believe you do any covers when I saw you play at all, but what cover track would you do? Uh, the cover that I, I, I played over the summer was Sunny by um, Bobby Hebb. Right. Because it's got lots of key changes and it's fun for me to play. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I, with, with with covers, like I've, I do loads of covers, I know loads of songs, but mm. like I just don't really enjoy them. Yeah, okay. Um, like I enjoy playing my own songs, you know. Or the good thing with like the oldies is that they, they, they. I mean, they can. Uh, I don't know. Like I mean, when I do it, they can. The ones I choose anyway end up being quite challenging for me. Mm. So like I'm a huge, huge Sam Sam Cooke fan. I love Sam Cooke's music. I love A Change Is Gonna Come. I love um, even the earlier ones like. Um, you send me and all like the really lovey-dovey ones. Like I love, I, I love them all. Um, and Billy Holiday. I don't play any Billy Holiday. That was too hard. <laughs> yeah, it's just too difficult. Right. Um, but yeah, no. I guess, I guess if I if I'm ever going to do a cover, it would probably be from that era. Right. Okay. Or earlier, you know, like around that. So from Billy Holiday to Sam Cooke, that whole sort of catalogue of 
music that you get there. Um, and then when people start shouting, I'll just do Wonderwall. <laughs> <laughs> the old favourite. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, who would your special guest duet be with? If you could bring someone out to do a special guest duet with, who would it be? Oh, man. Past, present, dead or alive? Dead or alive? Oh, have I made it too hard now? That's too hard. <laughs> okay, alive. <laughs> okay. Um, hmm. Well, I feel like it would have to be a female singer. Um, there's a there's an artist who I follow um, at the moment, and she's releasing a lot of music. She released a song called Ripple of Still, which um, is like one of the most beautiful songs I've heard in like a very long time. Oh, cool. She's an incredible singer and an incredible pianist and just composer in general. Mm. And her artist name's Emmeline. And to do a duet with her, I think that would be my choice. Amazing. I haven't heard of her. Me neither. No. One to search for. Yeah, no, she's brilliant. What would be on your rider? You can have two special choices waiting for you at Tango. And if one of them isn't Tango, literally I'll be disappointed. <laughs> but what would be on your just rider? Yeah, just for the joke. I yeah. don't understand the question. I'm sorry. So a rider. So if you, you can make a special request of something that will be there waiting for you in your dressing room. So a rider is basically a list of requests. Oh, right. When you get okay. to a cert, when you get to, I don't know. I don't want to say so. But if you're, go, if you're put, putting on an event, Christ, I can't talk now. <laughs> The Pretty event organiser will basically put stuff in your room for you. I think Thank I you, get Abby. it now. Like Stuart Lee released like a comedy stand-up recently, and he he does a thing about Dave Chappelle's rider. Oh right, okay. So yeah, I think I think I get it now. Well, what was he <laughs> I mean, what was he saying about Dave Chappelle? Then he said that. Oh god, I, I, just go watch it. Oh, okay. <laughs> it won't right. make any sense. Like, okay. um, after you've watched the podcast. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Of that's course, it. yeah, that's it. Yeah, uh-huh. I'll be editing it. I would have watched it. <laughs> Um, so yes, you can have two choices of, of um, what would be on your rider. Waiting for you in your dressing room at Tango. Uh, it has to be legal. Ideally. Yeah. <laughs> or le- legal in China. Yeah. <laughs> That's even worse than here, man. Like, get a bottle of water. Um, so I guess it would probably be... I, I did a show in um, quite close to here. What's it called? Uh, Full Moon? Have you heard of that place? The venue, no, no, no. Full Moon? Um, I performed down there and they were so nice. Like, you know, I'm just this sort of like you never heard of before musician, you know. And they 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 brought me in and they had like a drinks drinks fridge and they were just like, Yeah, yeah, just help yourself to all the wine you want. And I was like, Oh, oh great. I absolutely <laughs> smashed <laughs> on all this free white wine. So Unlimited yeah. wine. Unlimited, unlimited unlimited white wine would be a really nice touch. That's probably mine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think either of you should have that before performing. <laughs> oh, this was like before, during and after. So, oh, so, <laughs> so was, I was sort of pacing myself. Yeah, yeah. Um and then I, I don't eat before performing. Um so I guess like no food or anything like that. What about after? You have something waiting for you after. Oh, God. So if you had yeah, unlimited white wine. After the adrenaline, I don't feel like it either. You know oh, I mean? don't have any food then, Will. I don't, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> don't eat then. I'm trying to help, right? I don't want you to starve, all right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. And, and it has to be legal, so... I'm really interested because it feels like you've got something in your head. You just don't want to say it. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> Disclosure: This goes everywhere and doesn't get edited that much. <laughs> <laughs> the most I do is change camera angle once in a blue moon. <laughs> so you say what you want, but it will be on YouTube. But it's not it will just be there forever, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I won't beep it out. 
In which case, I would like a bottle of a bottle of water, <laughs> a bottle of your finest spring water, Volvic. No salty. flavor. No salty. Flavor. I think Volvic is salty. What? Yeah, it's not salty. I feel like out of the waters of choice, I feel like Volvic. Do you know what I mean, or am I talking crap? I feel like Volvic is quite salty. That every water <laughs> has a different taste, but I don't think it's salty. Yeah. Are we going to go there? We're not going to rate waters, aren't we? If we got to that level. <laughs> no, we've, raced, we've rated coffee before. Oh, okay. Well, maybe not with you, but I have on here, yeah. No, I'm not rating waters. Um, no, Just come on, you've got to do something better than water. Uh, okay, right. So what was it? Unlimited, Unlimited supply wine. of white wine. and. It doesn't um, have to be food or drink. No, it can be like... Maybe like a Nintendo DS or something, if you want. <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> DS. DS. Yeah, not? <laughs> not a Switch. We're going what a, Game Boy. what a throwback <laughs> to like 2005. <laughs> <laughs> the tragic thing is, I wouldn't have been that young then. <laughs> Carry on. Uh, <laughs> all right. Nintendo DS, do you say? Um, I Tamagotchi. Guess, <laughs> yeah. Sega um, console with Sonic. We could go on. First, okay, cons- yeah. first console I had was a Sega Saturn. Wow. And then I think you had a Game Gear, didn't you? Sega Game Gear. There's some old consoles. There you go. I feel like that would fit the vibe quite well, right? I think I've decided um, it's unfortunately not game related. Oh, right. Sorry that's fine. About that. um, I would like a weird instrument from that local area wherever I'm performing. Oh, I like that. Just some weird instrument that I've never That's heard good. of before. Yeah. Stringed instrument. Like if I was playing in tango, for example, I'd want like a peepa. Like the one that's like that. Right. And I'd want I'd want I one of those. Peepa. I thought that's a peepa. <laughs> I want some peeping holes. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, we said legal. We said legal, sorry. <laughs> Don't put that out. Edit it. Edit it. Nope. <laughs> yeah, peepa. Or, or some sort of like I think that's quite cool, though, because then yeah. it's also f- about the location of where you are, yeah. as well as getting a free instrument. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, yeah I'll just take it with me. Uh, <laughs> thank you for your hospitality. Um, yeah, like just something that like, you know, because there's just tons, there's tons of stuff. I was going to do a conversation with a guy when I was performing in Northampton, actually, and he, he plays loads of festivals and he's like a professional didgeridoo player. Oh, wow. And so he's just done loads because like whenever someone needs a didgeridoo player it's just like He's oh Steve yeah. <laughs> Steve in Northampton didn't he He's do your guy. art <laughs> yeah yeah that's right yeah yeah he does lots of things oh good uh, good for Steve <laughs> <laughs> there must be some instruments like that though where you are a small selection of people do that like you said there's, I can't imagine as many didgeridoo players no like I don't, I, there's there's an advert. There's a, there was an advert, and there was a guy who was a professional whistler. I feel like I could be a professional whistler. I ain't that fucking <laughs> hard. But it wasn't even that big of it. I think it was like a Lloyd's advert or something, or Nationwide or something like that. Anyway, he was a professional whistler. That was his job. Right. I mean, whistle, whistling's pretty. I've tried to whistle, like to put whistling into my songs and mm. stuff, and like it's really hard. Like to I'll do give it, it well. A go. Yeah, I found out the other day. So I've been with my partner for 10 years he says when he whistles he breathes inwards how do you even do that i can do so like when that. when i've been trying to teach like isaac my little boy to whistle yeah. he started by doing that but then now he can i can't do that but it's like yeah i know what you mean but you can't get anyone's attention that way you can't like whistle at someone not that you're not the james wood but you can't like whistle at someone <laughs> across the street and be like 
<laughs> you know I mean, it has to. You have to go like outwards, don't you? Exactly. Sucking them towards you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so did you reduce? <laughs> yeah, yeah, back. Yeah, that's right. Did you? Did you back reduce? in the room. Back in the room. <laughs> no peeping holes. No whistling. <laughs> no, and nothing illegal. Um, right. So, what would be your made it moment? Like at the moment, you said that you you just described yourself a little bit earlier as someone a, a musician that people might not know, right? Mm. Which I don't think's right because I've like since I've known you, I've listened to you a lot, and I feel like. You probably underestimate yourself a little bit, or quite a bit, in fact. I think that people well will know who you are if they don't will. <laughs> uh, if they don't already, they should do definitely. Don't underestimate yourself. Is what I'm trying to say. Not flirting. I'm just not. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but what would it's be your made it moment? Have you had one yet, or what would you go right when I get to in the next year? If I can do that, I'll be very happy. I think it's to be signed. Yeah, that's the that's the goal at the moment uh, that would be the thing which would make me go right okay it's a step forward mm. because I've done a kind of tour I've released music I've built somewhat of a following but like what needs to happen now is I need to be in the rooms where the people who make things happen go you know and that's kind of what's the same Pancras let us know if you find them well exactly <laughs> right um, that's kind of what the St. Pancras show is kind of about in a way right, because okay. uh, you've got Alex Francis who's this established artist and mm-hmm. Celine Love who's like rising and emerging and um, and then little old me you know in the, <laughs> on, the, on the poster you could see it right there's like two giant names in them right at the bottom it's like plus Will Pope um, I think you stole the show though to be honest oh thank you I do um, except for if Alex is listening then no <laughs> 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 um, so basically like the idea was with 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 shows like that is that it's it's like a legit venue. I'm not stood in the corner of a pub shouting over people, mm. you know, um, which is what a lot of it tends to be. Yeah. And until you're you're given, I remember being in doing that show and just being like, "This is what it's about," right? You know, because I know that sounds a bit cliche, but like every single note was clear as day, and the sound engineer who was working with me was so attentive mm. and was so open to changing bits and moving bits and doing this and doing that. And then all of a sudden, here I am performing. Okay, so fairly modest size of of, 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 of an audience, but mm. it wasn't like huge or anything, but like the, the sound was so pristine. Yeah. I was like, if I make the slightest mistake, <laughs> everyone hears it, and I was like, "I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm here for it." Basically, if I was yeah. just, if I find myself in a situation where I'm playing shows like that, then I don't know whether I'd think I'd made it. Sort of, quite, I don't know if I ever, ever will feel like that. I don't mm. have any sort of like delusions of grandeur, I guess, about like how how difficult it is to actually make a living in this industry, doing performance and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I don't, I don't. You know, I'm not banking on it. You know right. what I mean? Um, but if I'm doing shows like that, um, if I'm garnering interest from record labels, if, God, if I ever get signed, or, you know, by someone who is taking, like, an interest in what I do and thinks yeah. it's a worthy investment, then that that would be the steps forward, basically. It's fair enough. It's been interesting, hasn't it, on here? Because we've it's had... a mix. It has been a real mix about people saying about that they would want to stick DIY 
yeah. or get signed. And there's been some even that have been signed and then come off the label to go independently. Yeah. So it's quite interesting getting the different varieties of stories. Yeah, for sure. And I think, um, you know, I've, I've heard stories of people being approached by like Universal and stuff and getting offered like, you know, and then just turning it down, oh, wow. <laughs> which, which, you know, it's, it's 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 entirely up to you. Like, I mean, it, if there's never been a time, this, again, this is going to sound hugely cliche, but like doing it yourself now has never been more of an option than it is like now. That's that sounded profound in my head, but when it came out, it was just like, since five a.m. We'll let you. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. That's right. I'm very tired, but um. So what did you mean? Yeah. It's more. It's it. It's never been more of an option to do un, to be DIY. With, yeah, with and and you get like bands and stuff and artists and groups that like are designed like their sound is designed around this idea that they are independent, and mm. you get this sort of lo-fi-ness of it. You got like acts like I don't know, Still Woozy, for example, right. who you know you listen to his stuff, and it says in his bio in Spotify, like you know oh, I just do this all myself and. The, in my garage you know? yeah but he's got like millions of streams and millions of followers and uh, that album that came out process by Sampha, also had that sort of sound that bedroom i've made this myself sound yeah. um despite the fact that he was like this i mean this is gonna sound like i'm i'm, I'm ripping on him i'm really not like Pro- process is like one of my favorite albums of all time um but he was also he is this very much like he'd worked with countless people and mm. he'd done like he'd worked with Solange and all sorts and you know so there was like a whole sound there of like the independent sound the lo-fi independent sound that you, it's it's like it sounds like it's coming from a smaller space it's mm. less grand it's more clearly electronic um that's yeah I don't know it's I think there's <clears throat> oh my gosh I think there's a lot you can do anyway now and still sound like you've got that production quality that you don't necessarily need to be signed. I'm not speaking for myself here, obviously. (laughs) But there's a lot in terms of what you can do in a studio or at home with computers and technology that you don't need a label or a... Well, that's right, yeah. I think the only reason why I would want a label is to... uh, is to meet people in the industry who do what I do and to sort of connect with other artists that do what I do mm. and to meet promoters and booking agencies and managers and the t- all all of that stuff, I think you... It's the promotion and the booking stuff, isn't it, really? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. And... Uh, is it I to get that so. financial independence from the day job as well? Because if with, yeah, a lab- yeah. with a label... Yeah, sure. well, all right. <laughs> with a label, like, generally, is it a case that they would go, right, here's X amount of money, and then that's their investment in you to then try and get into the mainstream. Uh, and then that would then be their return on their investment. Is mm. that right? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, for, co- uh, for sure that would be a, a, a massive... Like, if... I guess that's the other one. Like, in terms of, like, feeling like I sort of made it, if I was, like, earning enough from music that I didn't need the day job anymore. Yeah, yeah. Then that would be for sure. But again, I don't have any, like delusions about that like yeah, it's yeah. incredibly hard yeah i think it's the rate is it the ratons the ratons sorry if i'm mispronouncing that but i think in their bio it says um no label no backing all ratons and it's all i think there's four or five of them in the band and yeah they that whole idea of we're doing it by ourselves yeah. is um take they take a lot of pride in that so very punk 
Hmm? Very punk. Very punk. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh, hats off to them, really. I mean, that's an, an incredible thing. It's also like a huge job. Yeah. To be wearing so many hats and doing so many different things, you know. Yeah. Um, I guess like another reason why I would want the help of a record label would be because I'm a solo act. I was going to say already that, just yeah. doing doing what I do now. It's already like running out of time to just sit down and write a damn song you know what i mean yeah. <laughs> like it's so much like instagram stuff so many promotional stuff so many you know what i mean like yeah. it used to be that i would just sit down with a notebook a pen and a guitar and i'd just you know thrash it out and figure something out and i think it is much it's more hard to probably, do that i'll probably get told off for this i think it is much harder for solo artists because as long as you if you're in a band and you have say four of you in a band and you're all aligned to what your goals are Mm. And you all know what that is a big if. Wait. Yeah. And you're aligned to what your goals are, and you're all got your specific jobs that you're going to be doing within that band. So as an as an example, Ocean Floors, mm. um, they've been on the pot. They were on like the second episode or something, and um, all of them in that band have their specific jobs, what they do. So they yeah. know that Hamish, who um, is he does a lot of the social media element of it. He does the email stuff like that. Other guys do promotion, Instagram, stuff like that, whatever. But they've all got their defined roles in what they're doing. So if there's four or five of you all pulling in the same direction, it, it must be easier. However, as you were mm. alluding to, if you have four people in the band and there's one person doing all the work, ain't going to work, is it? Yeah. As a solo artist, you have you no option but to do it yourself. Well, yeah, exactly. And I, I don't really have a lot of experience with, with, with bands. I've, I, I've done, you know, I, I, when I was doing my, like, rehash release I, I i had like a a bunch of like shout outs to people that i'd worked with in the past and done shows with mm. but i've never like had that experience of being in a band and like the band being like we're all in this together mm. it was always a sort of like you know i'm bringing so and so along because they can play this thing for me in right. this bit <laughs> you yeah. know? so it's always been you've um, always been a solo artist and you brought always in session been, people I mean, to help and exactly and it's not really been necessarily a choice either like I've I just I, just no one wants to be in a band with me man <laughs> well, I'll bring me drum kit and <laughs> for you nah I'm alright oh it's <laughs> <laughs> playing hard to get now <laughs> uh, where would your after party be so if you're at Tango where would, where would your after party be after your good, dream gig? That's a good question. I guess um, there's loads of places you can have like crazy parties in Beijing. I can um, imagine. Uh, there used to be this festival that was on the Great Wall where you'd literally go and camp on the Great Wall wow. and there'd be like a just a mad party there. I don't, think, I don't know if I'd want to do that though. I think... <laughs> It'd be yeah. epic, wouldn't it? Like you uh, get tango and then a... Come on, guys, let's get on the bus. On the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only four hours now. <laughs> four hours to that part of the Great War. Um, do you know, I'm not really sure. I guess there's a bunch of places around Beijing that I just love um, and I miss a lot. So, like, Gulo West Street. Um, Gulo is, like, the the f- drum tower of Beijing, and it's this amazing, like, you can you imagine what it looks like, you know, that sort of old Chinese architecture. Mm. Um, and down that street, there's a bunch of just incredible bars and pubs and things that, you know, I used to just go to all the time, you know. So maybe we'd do a bit of a bar crawl. <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. And also an original answer, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, that's a surprise. Really? Yeah, yeah. No one's ever said about doing a bar crawl afterwards. 
It's a very good answer. Right, you look gonna... in shock. I was just wondering what the other answers were. Was it? <laughs> well, some people have said, right, well, what would we do? We'll go to, I don't know, like Coco in Camden, or some people would go on a private jet to Monaco, or like they've gone out. Pri- private jet? Yeah, dream gig, Will. <laughs> okay, right. right. I mean, you went with the Great Wall. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I didn't know there was a private jet involved. <laughs> Changed my whole head. Can we do this whole bit again? Let's no. Just turn off. <laughs> um, gig tour, right. Do we do, when you're here, do we do gig tour right bin or do we do just gig tour bin? We did all four. Did all four. Yeah. Okay. Right. So we do all four again. Okay. And you can, are you right choosing the artists? Because uh, we spoke about four earlier and I think they're still pretty apt, but I don't know if you wanted to change any. Do you want to see? Yeah. So basically, I'll explain to you, Will, what we're doing. So it's mm. basically Snog, Marry, Avoid, okay. but for musicians, right? <laughs> so you get to choose if you would like to go on a world tour with someone, which mm. is the equivalent to marrying them. Mm. Um, one night gig. Mm-hmm. Snog. Um, <laughs> avoid, put all their work in the bin, but then we've also got right with as well. So you've got gig, gig tour, bin, right. And we're going to give you four artists, and then you need to decide out of those four artists who you'd like to go on a world tour with. Okay. Gig, right, or throw all of their catalogue in the bin. All of their catalogue in the bin. Yeah. Okay. So Abby is going to give you the four artists. I hope I know them. I'm going to go Sam Cook. Okay. Billy Holiday. Mm hmm. Chet Atkins mm. and um, do we go with one from the list? Go through, yeah, go top one. Okay, Ben Howard. Okay, uh, Ben Ben Howard. I knew that was oh, gonna happen. I, did, I thought Bon Iver was top. <laughs> of oh the right, list. yeah, Bon Iver then. Uh, um, I feel bad about Ben Howard now. Can we take that bit out? <laughs> <laughs> you can't take I'm Ben sure out. Of he's bin. nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, didn't. Was it Luke White said Ben Howard was really awkward on stage, so maybe you could help him out a little bit, give him some dad jokes. Yeah, maybe I could. Maybe I'd be like, listen, man. This is how you do it. I've got these great (laughs) baby death jokes. (laughs) 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 They'll go down so well. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. You've never heard that's not like a genre of jokes. You've never heard of that? No, I have. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> <laughs> this, gen- this gentle giant. <laughs> <laughs> like, is it allowed to be something legal? Is it allowed to be the baby? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Um, I, I have many layers, Matt. <laughs> yeah, I, know I don't remember that joke from the night. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, sorry. Can you repeat who they were? Because I've completely lost all track. So it was, it was Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, Billy Holiday, Holiday. Bon Iver. Bon Iver. And... Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, I pronounced it wrong. Corrected. <laughs> I used to call him Bon Iver for ages. And my girlfriend, she speaks French. Are you so she's like, it's Bon Iver. <laughs> sorry, I'm so common. No, I, mean, I called him Bon Iver for ages. Um, it's wrong, though. But I just corrected it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Caffeine. <laughs> right, come on, Will. We need a decision right, from you. Right, Sam Cooke, okay, Billy Holiday, Chet Atkins, and I'd write with Chet Atkins because he'll show me some guitar techniques. He'll tell me tell me what I'm doing wrong, basically. Right. Um, so I'd write with him. Uh, I'd go on a world tour with Billy Holiday because she must go to some incredible places. Uh, I read a. <laughs> I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm so, uh, yeah. oh, so sorry. That's okay. <laughs> Talk to me. It's fine. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I go on Will Told Billy Holiday because I read um, Lady Sings the Blues and some of the, she's got some crazy stories. So I just like to be in, be a fly on the wall. Um, and then I guess do what was it, what was it? I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> gig tour right or bin? Um, gig with Bon Iver because. Because you said his name right. Because I said, <laughs> yeah, because I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't upset him, would I? No, no I would. <laughs> yeah. No, that's not actually his name. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Just go with Bon. You are Bon. <laughs> Hello, Mister Mister Rivere. Very <laughs> Mister Winter. <laughs> oh God. Um, Who are you putting in a bin out of all of those? Uh, Me. <laughs> Who's the one left over? Sam Cook. Oh God. Yeah. No. no, I'm not putting. Okay. I hate to say it, but Bonifaz going in the bin. Ooh. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> I got to say his name. Now. I ain't got to say his name anymore. <laughs> Bonifaz going. I can't, bon. I can't put Sam Cook in the bin. Uh, Bonifaz. got to go in the bin. F- and he's. You- I mean, we'll always have Volcano Choir. So. It's true. You know. Oh, mate, I'm out. I don't, I'm, sorry, <laughs> mate. I'm, just, I'm trying not to wet myself laughing. <laughs> right. Well, what we're going to do, we're going to wrap up because you're going to do a couple of acoustic tracks for us, yep. um, which you guys can all find uh, on YouTube in the coming days, weeks, uh, when we get around to it. Because we are releasing uh, a video a day on YouTube of all the acoustic sets that we've had over the last few weeks, including all of the uh, footage from the Hotbox gig in Chumpsford back in September. We've literally, it's basically, I've called it 40 days of um releases but it goes on for longer than that so loads of videos to come go and subscribe on youtube uh, will could you tell everyone where they can find your good self on the socials on spotify all that good stuff please yeah so you can find me on um instagram that tends to be the thing that i use most uh, so that's uh, will pope music uh will like the verb and pope like the pope the pope you know <laughs> yeah good Spotify. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's the same. It's the same. <laughs> <laughs> and good stuff. If you like what you hear on Spotify, go and listen to the rest of Burying Giants on Bandcamp because it's really good. I'll be oh, doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Burying Giants is on Bandcamp. I, <clears throat> the link for that is also on my bio in Spotify as well. So if you just type Will Pope in, it should show up. Good stuff. Abby, could yeah. you find just could you find yourself? <laughs> No, could you tell people where to find <laughs> yourself is what I meant uh, a.b.violet on the socials and if you want to upload music to future hits please go to futurehits.co.uk and we would love to listen to music and play it on one of our shows exactly and you can also upload music to unsignedmusic.uk as well go and subscribe to YouTube for all the podcast footage and everything else as well that's going to wrap us up thank you so much for coming in thank you so much it took a turn but it made me absolutely (laughs) die Uh, yeah cool looking forward to the tracks thank you for coming in and we will see you all next time thank you very much for watching and listening (laughs) that's going to be really loud we didn't forget about you lot (laughs) bye